Hey guys, this is Erin Nicole and Janae Antoinette, and we are Grief AF. No, we are Grief as fuck. <laughs> hey everyone, Happy New Year. Welcome to Grief AF Season 2. It is a new decade, it's a new season, and we are glad to be back. We took a hiatus for the holidays, but, you know, we're here. We want to just say thank you to everyone who listened to season one and gave us awesome feedback, and we appreciate you guys for coming back to listen to us again. And we also want to say thank you to our new listeners. Um, We've been building up the Grief AF community, and we appreciate everybody that's new who has come to tune in and hear what we have to say. Yeah. And if you've been listening to uh, the podcast for season one, you know we like to jump right into things. Uh, We're very raw. We're very transparent. And let's just be honest. Grief has been kicking our boobs ass. It's been kicking (laughs) our ass. Okay. (laughs) So uh, we're we're definitely... are grieving as fuck. And actually, this episode is called Grief AF. Mm-hmm. Grief as fuck. We want to talk to you guys pretty much about um, how it's been for us as a year. It's, mm-hmm. been, it's been a year and some and some months since my mother uh, suddenly passed away back in 2018. And um, we thought that we were getting the hang of it, you know, and everything. But to be honest, it's not the, it's not the, uh, that's not how it's going. And we really just want to take this time to just really just vent, mm-hmm. but also kind of like catch you guys up on where we are pretty much based off of our last episodes and just do a recap of uh, where we are a year later. Right. And so that will probably be pretty much us going straight into the last, uh, last season episode uh Episode two on healthy AF. Right. Um, and are we still are we still unhealthy? I don't okay. So yeah, it's been a struggle. As we said on that second episode where we were saying that we were struggling to kind of um get to a point where we were eating healthy, we were like mentally healthy, all of that uh-huh. has been a struggle for sure. But I definitely think we have made Progress. Good progress in that area, yeah, for Cause, sure. Because <laughs> we, because we had did the twenty for twenty, right? And uh, I actually dropped. She did. I dropped twenty two pounds, y'all. I did nine. But, <laughs> hey, <laughs> but uh, I I dropped twenty two pounds, and it was actually before twenty twenty mm-hmm. actually came. And I would be lying if I said, "Oh, it was easy." It wasn't. Yeah. Like I, I really had to pull away from social media because mm-hmm. I found myself comparing myself with other people. Um, and and even I had to leave Erin some t- Yeah, some she days. left me behind, y'all. She was like, look, I'm going to the gym. <laughs> I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And I don't know. I think we had to just get to a point to where we understood that we're not the same in our grief. So, like, yeah. some stuff that she was able to do, some days I just really was not feeling it and just being honest she you know it was days where she was hard on me like you need to do this you need (laughs) to do that and you know I've lost this much weight already and I used to be like okay like I get it (laughs) but I think we I think we did good though but yeah most definitely having to be mindful with where she was Mm -hmm. in like she said where she was in her grieving process and and I had to say Janae 
this is something that you did before your mother died. Period. Okay. And Aaron really didn't. <laughs> so why do you think just all of a sudden like she's just going to have like the motivation to do that? So um, I kind of gave her her space as far as not being to- so hard on her as far as the working out. But uh, we definitely <laughs> indulged in food together. <laughs> I I met her in her uh in her happy place. She she did look because we'll be lying if we said that you could just start this healthy journey while you're grieving and it just goes perfectly well. Like no, there are days where you know we got up and we were like, man, I just want a donut, <laughs> and we went and got us a donut and we ate it together and felt guilty together. Okay, yeah. But um, I think that overall. It gave it gave me something to look forward to as far as like I, I'm not gonna lie, I was like kind of motivated in the aspect of just one having an accountability partner and two just really waking up like and keeping myself distracted. Yeah. And these past couple of days we've actually been doing uh pretty good uh with just waking up doing our intermittent fasting and just the protein shakes mm-hmm. and eating a healthy meal. Um, are we are we there completely? No, I don't think we're there uh, where we want to be. But I think that's just a process, just like all the other areas in our life. Physical and being healthy is a part of the process. Mm -hmm. But I did want to let y'all know that I'm down 22 She did it, y'all. Insert the hand claps. (laughs) (laughs) But not, you know, even though that was was cool and everything, I still found myself uh, getting back into the... uh, to working out and everything was still just stressful Mm -hmm. and uh, just stressful because that's what I used to do. Right. And that kind of goes into like how we talked about in episode three, episode uh, three stressful AF and just pretty much how trying to, uh, what is the, I feel like, I don't know if this is what you're trying to say, but it's for me, it's been stressful because I feel like, the balancing of all areas of life. I feel like when one area is getting going well, the uh, you, you yeah. start to drop the ball or start lacking in another area. So when we were doing good with our eating, eating. I feel like emotionally and mentally, we were just all over the place. Yeah. Like it was, it was no balance. It was just like, oh, I'm doing so great. Ooh, I'm dropping yeah. pounds, but uh, let me tell you, you know, I ain't right in my head. <laughs> And so, and and like you said, so, and that became stressful because Mm -hmm. here it is, I'm looking at, you know, I'm like, man, I'm dropping this weight. I'm Mm -hmm. feeling good, you know, physically feeling good. Right. But emotionally, when I wasn't working out, it's like, I can't work out 24 hours a day to keep me distracted. Mm -hmm. But that's what I was, even though it was a good distraction, I was just like, once I left the gym, I was back being stressed about the other, like you said, the other areas of my of mm-hmm. my life, emotional. Like what? I'm emotional AF right now. Yeah, it's like I'm very emotional. I'm crying. I'm getting angry, and it's just like this is so stressful. Trying yeah. to get back into the swing of old routines, mm-hmm. and even with stressful, we're trying to figure out if we should get back to you know working and yeah. stuff like that. So the. The crazy thing is, like, with us, I will say that 
we've been communicating more with each other on where we are, probably because we, we, we've been going through similar situations in yeah. every aspect of our yeah. life. But And we've been stressing each other out. Yeah, we've been stressing each other out. <laughs> our grief has just caused <laughs> us to stress, guys. But um, I think what really plays a major key into why our grief is so raw right now is because we got rid of a lot of distractions. Mm-hmm. Or we lost a lot of distractions, whatever the case may be. And that goes into Involved AF, where we talked about how, you know, in the beginning of our grief, we we had people, we had significant others to kind of keep us occupied to where it was just like we were leaning on them so much in our grief that yeah. we kind of were able to avoid a lot of emotions. We kind of, we kind of skipped a lot of stuff that we probably would have went through if we were grieving by alone. But from the beginning. From the beginning. Right. But fast forward to now where we both are by ourselves, we we no longer are in, in relationship. Yeah. I feel like all of our emotions and all of our grief came to a head because we don't have those distractions anymore. Yeah. So all this time where this time went went by this first year of you know uh, of the passing of our mother, we like, okay, yeah, we're crying and stuff mm-hmm. and we're dealing with it. But yet, like Aaron was saying, we had, we were in relationships. So we were able to, like she said, distract ourselves mm-hmm. with them and distract ourselves. Um, even we found out that we was even after the breakups, we were still being distracted yes. because we was distracting Why? Exactly. The why did they leave? We were, or we what's were, wrong with us? And so, and it's still, yeah, it's, it's still a distraction. It's a distraction because we've distracted ourselves from grieving our mom by distracting ourselves from, from grieving our old relationships. Old relationships. Yeah. So it's just like, for us, it's like, okay, we're progressing. We're making, you know, we're, we think it, honestly, we even had a conversation one day and Janae looked at me, we were in the kitchen and she was like, <laughs> I feel like we're we're doing well in our, our grieving process. Like, we're progressing, and, you know, I feel like, you know, we're having more happy moments mm-hmm. and all this type of stuff. Keyword, moments. Yeah. <laughs> we thought. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, we thought. <laughs> yeah, we were, but we were sadly mistaken, honestly, because... We both decided to go... Uh, we both got uh, therapists now. Yeah, we, we decided that we needed to take take our emotions to someone because we were stressful AF because we were using each other as therapists. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And let's talk about that for a minute, okay? <laughs> let's talk about having, uh, not dumping all that you're feeling on one person. Yeah. Here it is. And now I kind of understand like how it was to be in a relationship with me while I was grieving is because mm-hmm. like I had that person and I didn't want nobody else. Yeah. I just wanted that person because that person knew me. They knew what I was going through. So I dumped a lot of my emotions and a lot of my grieving and my anxieties on that person. Mm-hmm. Whether that was the cause of the breakup or not, I I can I can finally like really look back like, man, that was a lot for one person to handle. And then, you know, they leave and I'm like, Oh, come here, Aaron. Come here. <laughs> Let, <laughs> Let me, me dump on you. <laughs> Let me have an emotional dump on you. And so me and Aaron literally became each other. I wouldn't say distractions, but, but we. crutch. Like crutch. Yeah, we depended. Therapist. And so 
we'll take turns and we'll just legit be on the couch and just talking mm-hmm. and, you know, talk about how identical it was. But then we got to a place where Aaron was, tired of, Aaron was tired of hearing me talk about my ex and I was tired of hearing about her ex. And we were like, you know what? I think we need some space. Yeah, because honestly, <laughs> y'all, it had got to a point to where, like, we didn't want to leave each other alone. Like, I'll be going out and today I'd be like, wait, you going out? <laughs> Oh, like, and then, like, or I'm like, you know what, I'm just, or I'll not go out somewhere because I didn't want to leave her and vice versa. Like, we really became very reliant on each other. Like, it was, it but we started to feel that strain. And the good thing is that because we communicated, we knew that it was time for both of us to get therapists outside of each other. Because if we didn't, we were going to start to to stress each other out. (laughs) Yeah, and we didn't know how that was going to look and... Um, to be honest, we need each other. Yeah. And we both need each other, both healthy, mm-hmm. mentally uh, and emotionally healthy. So we both decided, uh, Aaron found a therapist. Uh, and like I mentioned before, finding a therapist is like Tinder. Oh, yeah. Like you're going through uh, all these profiles and you're mm-hmm. like, mm, they look weird. <laughs> oh, they don't got a professional picture. Um, I don't want to go with them. And then mm-hmm. finally, you know, you find someone and you just hit it off and you're like, oh, man, like, let me dump on you. Finally. <laughs> Somebody other than Aaron and <laughs> vice versa. So when Aaron found her therapist, she came back like she was like, I'm so excited. And I kind of <laughs> felt kind of hurt because I was like, but what about me? And then I ended up finding one, too. So I was like, right. OK. It was perfect timing. y'all. Yeah, it really was because Aaron found hers and she was telling me about her. And I was just like, oh. Cause I didn't, I hadn't, I had found one, but then I had stopped going to them. But here it is. We both have, we both have therapists. And when I tell you, by the time we come home from therapy and talk, it's like it's identical. Yes. Uh, like the advice that we're being given, mm-hmm. <laughs> because I think the first uh, when you came when you came home and we was talking, I'm like, how your session went? <clears throat> mm-hmm. And like, how did your first session go? I can. So yeah, my first session. Let me, leading up to to that, finding a therapist was a struggle. Um, but then I found somebody who literally, reading her profile, she specializes in grief and loss, but not just in in like gr- loss of a of a family member, like some a death. It's loss of anything. So I thought that stood out to me because I was just like, okay, y'all, I'm going through so much. I'm losing a lot to everything. <laughs> so. Um, that stood out to me. And once I finally got to her, our first session, y'all, first of all, I was thinking of stuff to say like the whole week leading up to her. Cause I was just like, okay, I, got I want so, her to like me. Yes. I got so much to say, but I don't know how to go about it. So I felt like I was just like prepping myself to introduce myself to her, but getting in there, like sitting on the couch. Yeah. I, she couldn't even, the moment she said, how are you? I feel like I just dumped everything out on her. And it felt like, how could I, I don't even know how to explain how it felt, but it felt so therapeutic to just finally have somebody non-judgmental, non-biased, non-anything. Like, mm-hmm. they just, they don't know you, so they literally have no bias advice. Mm-hmm. This is literally what they think you should do based off of what you're telling them. And to just be able to, sit down with her and tell her like, hey, you know, 
I'm cutting this person off and I'm cutting this person off because they haven't been here for me for, since I my mom passed and I you know I people act like they 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 just don't know how to be there for you and like having her check me and be like have you told them how to be there for you mm-hmm. and I'm like uh, well not really and she's like well why not mm-hmm. and I'm like uh I just haven't I I feel like I shouldn't I and I even told her I was like I feel like I shouldn't have to tell anybody how to be there for me for grief. She was like, why wouldn't you? She was like, if it wasn't grief and you were going through something else, wouldn't you kind of communicate with that person and tell them, hey, I need you to be here for me in X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. way? She was like, so what's the difference? And I was just like, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, you're right. So just getting to the point where I have somebody that kind of tells me and puts me in my place, and but then also tells me, like, it's okay to feel these emotions. It's normal to feel this way. It's normal to to kind of you know, feel angry, Mm -hmm. feel angry at God, feel angry at whoever you need to feel angry at. It's normal. So I felt like going to therapy, let me know I wasn't crazy. Like it let me know that I actually had valid emotions and I was able to, to, to feel that way. Yeah. And I think when I, when I told you, when you told me that I was like, Oh yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. But I didn't really, I'm a communicator. So I was just that part. You know, my therapist, you know, it's just like you communicate, mm-hmm. you know, very well. But it's what are you what are you communicating about? Right. You're not communicating anything about your mother. You're talking about who left you, mm-hmm. you know, in a sense of relationships, who's not there for you, just like you. Yeah. And so she was like, that's all a distraction. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, no. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, I think about my mother every day. How dare you tell me that I'm not dealing mm-hmm. with my mom's death? And she told me, she said, it's not that you're not dealing with it. She said, but you're putting more focus on your your, your old relationships. Mm-hmm. And, and I started to think about it. I said, well, maybe it's because, like, my, you know, my mother's death, like, was just so hard. Mm-hmm. Now that I can say it now, it's like, just, just think about a whole. So, and you have all this stuff that you put down, like, that you suppressed and everything, and it's just right there. When my mom passed, the heaviness of that, it went further down than what was already there. Mm-hmm. And once I, uh, once everything ended in, you know, in my relationship and everything, it it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. Right. At least that I thought. It mm-hmm. seemed like it was bad because it was right there on top and I had to deal with it. Right. But it wasn't, it was nothing as heavy compared to the death of my mother. Mm -hmm. But I thought that it was because it was still on On the surface. It was on top of it. So that's what I put my focus on more because it was right there. Mm -hmm. You know, trying to, being angry and, you know, uh, just thinking about them all, what they doing, who they doing. Um, (laughs) You know, like, (laughs) you know, everything, you know, you think of why did they leave me? Mm -hmm. I was good to them. You know, it's just like, and my therapist literally was like, you're using your breakup as a distraction because you can't deal with your mother. And I said, wow. Right. I was like, so you're telling me all this time? I thought. I thought I was, but it really, like Aaron said, it took, someone else mm-hmm. 
because me and Aaron were going through breakups together, you know, so it was just like we couldn't say it, tell like each other like, oh, it's being this is a distraction. Right, because they're gonna be like, okay, and you distracted. You too. distracted too. <laughs> so it took somebody else that was on the outside to say, you know what, you guys pretty much are using your relationships as a mm-hmm. distraction, and you guys are not dealing with your mother's death. Yeah. So now we're like, okay, well, how the heck do we get get over our ex? Because mm-hmm. I want to deal with my mom. You right. know what I mean? I don't like, like, I felt guilty because I was like that these people were taking, you know, taking, overshadowing yeah. what was more important than them. Mm-hmm. So. I think, like, for me, <clears throat> it got to a point where just talking to her and realizing that I, it was almost like I wanted the distractions like mm-hmm. not it was just like one of those things where I just naturally am a person who suppresses my feelings like outside of grief outside like I that's just naturally me and so I wanted those distractions so bad but she was just like what is so bad about grieving alone like what what's so bad about it like what's the worst that can happen and I was just like I don't know it's unfamiliar. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what grieving alone looks like. So for me, I think my fear of what that look like looks like allowed me to kind of want to latch on to so many people. But then after talking to her, it made me kind of feel like, okay, now I know, like, I was mad at all these people for not being here for me and mm-hmm. all that type of stuff. But now I know that it really didn't have anything to do with them. It had everything to do with me. Yeah. Like... I wanted them here because I I wanted those distractions. Yeah. And it was just like, at the end of the day, them not being here is going to allow me to heal better for mm-hmm. me. That's what I thought, how I look at it is. Me not having all of those distractions is allowing me to actually go through this process alone and focus on my mental health, self-care, all that type of stuff. And I think therapy was definitely a step of my self-care and learning how to, mm-hmm. like my therapist just told me, she was like, you need to learn how to love yourself through this process. Mm-hmm. Heal yourself. Like, don't rely on anybody else. Just do it yourself. Yeah. Because she was like, at the end of the day, you know you better than anybody else knows you. So you know exactly what you need, how you need it, when you need it. So she was like, instead of relying on other people to give you that, to give you the, you know, the the healing that you need, mm-hmm. give it to yourself. Yeah. And I've been told to, to be kind to myself mm-hmm. through this whole process. They were like, you're so... You're so hard on yourself and just be be kind. Because mm-hmm. my thing was, I know how to bounce back. Like I, I took I took pride in knowing how to be at my lowest and to rise up. Mm-hmm. And so now b- alone, right. you, you know what I mean? Not being in a relationship, mm-hmm. but just going through things and being able to pull myself up out of the slump. Right. Some, a lot of the, those times mommy was there mm-hmm. to help me through it but now I was just like she's not she's not there anymore so it's like I am going through this alone but it's a different type of mm-hmm. a slump right you know it's a, it's a little it's a little it's a little heavier and um pretty much talking about like relationships and stuff just even friendships what I'm learning like moving forward is not to give 
all that responsibility to one person. One person. Mm-hmm. And that it's okay to say, like, okay, um, my therapist really helps me pretty much with all these areas. Mm-hmm. But when I'm not there, right. who can help me in my my physical journey of of my health, of mm-hmm. being healthy? So knowing someone that I can call to help me in that area of, like, just keeping me uh, motivated and accountable in that area. Right. Because that person that's helping me in... Uh, on my journey of getting back healthy may not be able to help me spiritually. spiritually. Right. And then the person spiritually, which you'll be surprised that a lot of these spiritual people don't know how to help you emotionally or mentally. Yeah. Besides trying to direct you just to Jesus. Right. You know, let me pray for you. Let me, you know, just I like, but prayer, yeah, you but... don't know how to really, you can, you can send me scriptures about peace Mm. and all that stuff but you can't really give me you know step by step yeah that can help me in my daily my my natural walk Mm -hmm. and so I'm learning that some people are not emotionally mature enough for me to talk to them Mm -hmm. about my emotions yeah because they ain't never been through nothing exactly so just learning that not to just give look for one person Mm -hmm. to do all of these things for me and you know, and to help me, and to help me heal, because, and not to try, and not to try to do it really by myself, because it's frustrating trying to. Um, I find myself overwhelmed with trying to heal, you know, emotionally, spiritually, physically, and mentally mm-hmm. all at once. Right. And yeah. And I, that's the thing. Going back to, I think uh, something we talked about is just really learning to be okay with just working on one area. Like you don't have to fix yourself. Like. So that was something my therapist told me. She was like, you're naturally a fixer. Like, mm-hmm. when something Both. happens, yeah. you instantly go into, how can I fix this? How Same. can I? And so she was just like, even with us talking, she she would let me know, like, Where, where's your head at right now? And I'd be mm-hmm. like, you're telling me all this stuff, and I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to actively. And she was like, you don't have to do that right now. Yeah. Like, we're in the middle of a session, and you you your mind is 10 steps ahead. Like, just... Mm-hmm. Learn literally learn to be okay with one step at a time. Like and fi- like, don't go into fix mode. Like, be okay with okay. This week, I'm gonna focus literally on self care. She was like, whatever that looks like for you. Whether it's going to the show by yourself, going out to eat by yourself, right? Like creating a space to where you feel comfortable letting your emotions out by yourself. Mm-hmm. She was like, you don't have to fix everything in one sitting. And I think that's important for anybody that's grieving is to don't be so hard on yourself to where you're like I have to like get everything together now every part of me like no pick something and focus solely on that thanks for listening to grief af part one don't forget to follow us on ig and twitter at grief underscore af and subscribe to our youtube grief af period